You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hello, America, and happy Friday. Really enjoy the fact that we spend so much time talking each day. And you tune in. You take time from your important day to listen to John Solomon reports and get news from justinnews.com. Today, we're going to take you down to the southern border, particularly Yuma, Arizona, where a contingent of Congress members, led by Republicans, led by Jim Jordan and Troy Nels, went down and actually saw what's going on at the border. They're checking out the rhetoric. Is the Biden administration telling folks what's happening to the frontline hospitals and first responders and police in one of the most forgotten sectors in the border crisis, the Yuma sector? Today, we're going to be lucky because one of the members of that trip is going to join us for the top of the show. He is Congressman Troy Nels from the great state of Texas, and he's got an eyewitness first-hand report of what he's seeing, what he's hearing, what is going on. And he's going to give us an answer, much like Mark Morgan did yesterday, the former Customs and Border Protection Agency commissioner. He has an answer about whether the new changes that the Biden administration announced, which they claim are going to stop illegal asylum claims, whether they're just a mirage or whether they're real. A lot of people calling it a mirage. You heard what Mark Morgan said. I think Congressman Troy Nels are going to give us a straight answer like he always does. We're always so lucky to have have him on the show. So we're going to start the day at the border, and then we're going to take a pivot and think a little bit about Iran. Over the last several months, the Biden administration strategy with Iran has allowed Iran to speed towards completing its nuclear weapons program and move closer to our enemies of China and Russia, two adversaries that are now working closer together. Three adversaries, when you put it together, Iran Russia and China are becoming a new evil access. A lot of concerns about that. Well, we're really lucky. We're going to get one of the country's premier experts on Iran policy on the Middle East to come and talk to us. He is Brian Leib. He is an extraordinary expert. He's a former executive director of one of the most important and influential Iranian groups in America, the Iranian Americans for Liberty, one of the groups that are advocating for the overthrow of the mullahs and the restoration of a democratic republic in Iran, something we had until Jimmy Carter in the 1970s. Brian Live in the second half of the show, he's going to give us the straight skinny of what's going on with Iran, why they're working closer with China and Russia, what are the long and short-term risks of that, and also 
What might Israel do preemptively to get a handle on this growing alliance which threatens American supremacy across the globe? Brian Leibniz, second half. You won't want to miss that. So what a great show. We're going to get right into it. We're going to take a quick break. We hear from some of our incredible sponsors, advertisers, and partners, and then we'll jump in with Congressman Troy Nels from the great state of Texas right after this commercial break. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash just news. That's AMAC.us forward slash just news. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. As I mentioned at the top of the show, several members of Congress down at the border seeing what's really going on, unlike Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, who don't want to see it, don't want to know anything about it. They just want to tell you that it's okay. Joining us right now, one of those members getting briefings, talking to the frontline defenders of our border. He is Congressman Troy Nelson from the great state of Texas, and he joins us right now. Congressman, great to have you on the show. John, thank you for having me. It's always a, a pleasure to... to uh speak with you. Uh, you're a great American, my friend. Well, that goes both ways, sir. I really appreciate the time. You're getting some pretty great briefings frontline. line. Your eyeball on the border. What do you see down there? What are you being told? What's the future look like in the next few months? Well, uh, we made it very clear. Chairman Jordan with the Judiciary Committee made it very clear to the Democrats uh, that we were coming down to the southern border. We're going to have a field hearing. Uh, we didn't have the hearing up in D.C. We're actually going down to the border and hold a hearing 
on the border in the Judiciary Committee. And Jerry Nadler and the Democrats, they said, no, we're not coming. We're staying home. And you know why that is, is because they know that this is a losing battle for them. They know that they're not winning the uh, public opinion polls on the southern border. So they didn't want to join us. But we're still here, John. We were down here last night. We were touring the border. We're with Border Patrol. We're with the sheriff. We're with the mayor. We're with the county officials this morning. We met with the local hospital that has to deal with all these migrants, all these immigrants coming in here seeking medical attention, pregnant women. It's causing some problems for the local hospital system, John. Mm. Oh, that is so painful to hear. And they're already overwhelmed. And so we're just putting more and more burden on them with these these sort of pressures. The Biden administration announced something that when you first look at it, like, oh, maybe they're tightening up. They're going to make it easier to turn away people seeking asylum. But really, it's just a game, right? They're going to move over. As long as you fill out the app, you still get let into the country. Is this just a case of window dressing and shell moving? That's exactly what it is, John. You know why that is? I think the timing of it's interesting. It's an election year. It's a presidential (laughs) election year coming up here. So they're trying to confuse. Again, let's just confuse the American people. They'll get the dishonest media on the left because they control most of it. They'll get the left out there saying that they're actually trying to secure the southern border. It's window dressing. It's nothing. It's all just nothing but words. No action there at all, John. No action at all. Yeah, it's more of the mirage that they keep throwing at us, but no no real solution. When you come back, obviously, from the border with you and Jim Jordan, all the folks that are down there, it seems to me, people are going to say, what are you going to do? Is there going to be some legislation that starts to put a crimp on the Biden administration, forces them to comply, at least with the laws that are on the books right now? Big guy, I want to be more optimistic on securing our nation's southern border, but you can't get it done when you don't have the White House. Yeah, That's why it is so imperative that every decision we make in the House, as the majority with Speaker McCarthy, every decision we make, it must be in the best interest to make sure we get the White House back in 2024, and that will be Donald J. Trump. Otherwise, honestly, John, I don't know what can change. Yes, we can, we can squeeze them on appropriations and this and that, but... As long as you have a nut job in the White House that uses all these executive orders and seems to do what he wants to do, uh, we, we, we're not going to we're not going to solve this issue. We got to get control of the White House. Yeah. Making the case for the American voters is probably the most powerful thing we can do right now. It's so important that they understand why we have this crisis. It's a self-made crisis. Sir, you served as a sheriff. You know law enforcement well. You're a great defender of the frontline men and women in law enforcement. But you also, I know, have a dubious eye at maybe some of the stuff in the FBI, what's been going on. We had some access to five years of disciplinary reports. You see a lot of bad behavior, drunk driving, lost weapons, sexual assault, physical assaults. Not everybody gets fired for really egregious, bad behavior. We're talking about hundreds of cases that we were able to review. Your thoughts on the FBI disciplinary system. Does Chris Ray have the right amount of discipline for the bad actors? Oh, I I would assume not. No, Uh, Christopher Ray, you can't trust him. And I'm sure that they have to probably look at the individual uh, and and look. Maybe they're looking at their voting record and their ideology to determine what type of discipline they're going to receive. But That organization needs a facelift, John. It really does. And it's sad because the American people, I mean, the FBI was the most well-respected federal law enforcement agency on the planet, John. It was. And now what this administration has done and the leadership, they've turned this into an organization that will go after their political enemies. Uh, I I just, it's a horrible thing. And I think it needs a complete facelift. We need to have more oversight, I'm hoping, between 
you know, the Judiciary Committee and, and even government oversight reform, we get some of these in front of our committee, get these actors in front of our committee and ask them some very, very difficult questions. The whistleblowers are coming out, though, too, John. The whistleblowers are coming out trying to let us know what, what's really happening behind the scenes. But we need to bring more and more awareness to it. And I think with Leader McCarthy as the chairman of Judiciary, we'll get to that. We will get to it. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And in fact, these reports were provided to Justin News by a whistleblower because they were so concerned about the uneven system of discipline they were witnessing as an FBI agent. So grateful for every one of the men and women that stepped forward to blow the whistle and shine a light on ways that we can fix the FBI. I want to ask one last one. Joe Biden was in Ukraine. Donald Trump was in Ohio taking care of the people in East Palestine. You oversee a very important subcommittee on the Transportation Committee on Railroad Safety on the whole rail industry. What do you see in the early findings of what went wrong here? And how do you judge the Biden administration's response to that terrible tragedy out in East Palestine? It was horrible. I had an opportunity last week to travel to Palestine. I met with uh, the mayor and some of the local officials. I sat down with Norfolk and the EPA, spent some hours up on the ground there to try to assess that because I am now the chairman over rails, pipelines, and hazmat. So uh, I take that responsibility very, very seriously. So uh, I was up there just trying to get a, a, a clear picture of what's truly taking place up there. There's a lot of great work being done up there, but it was a, uh, it's a disaster. There's no question about it. So uh, we'll continue to work uh, and, and talk with uh, folks from NTSB who is conducting the investigation. As for that derailment, they, they released their preliminary report this morning. A lot of it is really focused on the, uh, the bearings on the wheel that were overheating. They've got these little sensors along the tracks, these wayside detection sensors that will look at the wheels if they're overheating. So uh, they're going to be looking at all this and coming up with a final report. We probably won't have that done, though, for 12 months. Probably won't get it for 12 months. But it, it showed true leadership, though. Donald Trump going down there, he's great. I think uh, when he gets down there, there are so many people that are scared, concerned, have fear in their eyes, a lot of misinformation. I tell you, Donald Trump could settle things down a little bit. He showed true leadership where Joe Biden and Mayor Pete just it refuses to acknowledge. Yeah, there's this incredible moment where Mayor Pete says, I can't answer your questions right now because I'm on my personal time. I need some me time. There's no me time for a cabinet secretary when there's a crisis on the watch. But he had this incredible interaction with the Daily Caller reporter that a lot of people have looked at and said, oh, my gosh, what type of leaders do we have right now? Pretty, pretty extraordinary. You have been, I think, really focused on the weaponization of federal agencies, whether it's in the censorship realm, the FBI law enforcement realm. Do you see from the early hearings that have occurred, a roadmap for how we might be able to fix some of these agencies? And do you think these agencies are open to maybe realizing they've lost a lot of their credibility with the American people? I think they have, and and it's all going to require openness, transparency, and awareness. You have to let the American people know what's truly happening. A lot of people don't have a lot of faith and confidence in what they hear from the news anymore. Honestly, John, they just don't know. And, and uh, they certainly, we, what we see in Palestine, is they don't trust their elected leaders. They don't trust the federal government. And I could understand why. So I think it's, it's going to be important for us to try to expose some of the issues that we've noticed over the last several years with the FBI, with the DOJ, how they've gone after parents at school board meetings. And more and more people, John, I believe, are paying attention. They're seeing that their individual rights and their freedoms are being stripped away by this evil, evil, I will say, regime 
this 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 White House and and the people that he has put around him. I think they're very very dangerous. I think America is going in the wrong direction. And if we can bring some oversight and some awareness uh, and expose them for who they truly are, I believe, I truly believe we can get Donald Trump back in the White House. That is imperative. And then we will pick the leaders of the FBI and the DOJ and clean up the mess, John. We got to clean up the mess. Yeah, that's what Americans are crying for. They want that right now. Last question. I've seen you talk eloquently about this. We've had a lot of problems with airlines all through the holidays last summer. Now we got another winter storm, lots of cancellations already. We used to get through snowstorms pretty easy with airports. Now it seems to be a big problem. I see you real concerned about the FAA having so much telework and not enough people actually <laughs> they are doing frontline work. Is that something that could be changed with a little pressure from Congress? I think so, too. I mean, come on, now, John, here it is. There's, the, you know, the COVID is over. Biden has declared COVID over. And we still have these federal employees sitting at home working. Get up out of your chair. Put some pants on, first off. Put some shoes and socks on and get back into the office. Enough is enough. I tell you, some of these individuals, they've, they've gotten pretty lazy, John. They like sitting at home eating cornflakes and doing a Zoom meeting. They like eating their cornflakes and doing a Zoom meeting, John. We need to get them back into the office. So, I think that is very, very important, and I think it's going to immediately have an impact because we have lost our customer service with these federal agencies, state agencies, and others. They just don't have that, that, that service in mind anymore. I mean, whether you call the airlines, whether you call somebody else, you're always getting some nut job on the phone. You can hear a dog barking in the background, and, and I think it's, just, it's, it's a rough deal. we got to get people back to work, John we got to get him back to work. Yeah, well, you're setting a great example. Here you are, a member of Congress from Texas. You've been in Ohio. You're down in Yuma. You're showing people what real work looks like on the front lines. Maybe some of those federal workers ought to take note and follow your, in your footsteps. Congressman, great honor always to have you on the show. Thanks for spending some time. I know how busy you are down at the border, but very important update from you today. We really appreciate that. Thank you, sir. God bless you, John, and your listeners. You as well, sir. Thank you so much. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, Brian Lyon, the former executive director of the Iranian Americans for Liberty, he's going to join us with an update on all things Iran. A lot of troublesome signs going on in the region. He's going to bring us up to speed right after these commercial messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. 
Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. So many people are really concerned about the growing alliance between Iran, Russia. Of course, throw China in. It even looks a little more scarier. Our next guest has for years been able to monitor the threats and the evolving and changing situation in Iran. He's the former executive director of the Iranians, Iranian Americans for Liberty, and truly one of the great subject experts on this matter. He is Brian Live. Brian, great to have you on the show. Well, John, thanks for the kind words. It's an honor to be back on the show. It's always fun to have you on. Every time we look, I think the um, Americans say, oh, God, the situation between America and Iran seems to be getting worse now with Iranian drones and all the cooperation with Russia. What's going on? Have we pushed the Iranians and Russia closer together by virtue of our current policies? I think that that question uh, is it goes in a lot of different directions, but the short answer is yes. Um, you know, when when America is projecting weakness onto the world stage, uh, we shouldn't be surprised that our adversaries in in Iran, in Russia, in China are going to take advantage of that weakness. And one of the ways that they'll take advantage of that weakness is forming um, not just stronger military ties, but also stronger economic ties. And one of the ways that the Islamic Republic of Iran and China have really come together uh, is um, just about two years ago, uh, in, in the summer of 2021, uh, China visited Iran and they agreed to invest over $400 billion over the next 25 years uh, in economic development, economic incentives, things of that sort. Now, listen, that's a big number, but it's an even bigger number for a country like the Islamic Republic, who, John, they, they haven't even seen, you know, 10 million, 20 million, 50 million in outside investment. Uh, so for, for a superpower like China to come in and agree to invest $400 billion, that's, that's a game changer. And, and I'm told that while Russia hasn't officially made uh, an announcement, but but Russia also has has agreed to make a considerable investment in in the tune of billions of dollars. So yeah, that's what's happening right now. When when the leader of the free world, like our commander in chief, is projecting weakness onto the world, adversaries are going to eat our lunch every single day. It is scary stuff, and that China agreement is really one that a lot of the people I talked to in the intelligence committee flagged as this is very ominous. Now, I want to take us to Iran's nuclear capabilities because obviously the Obama administration promised they would have delayed it with the JCPOA deal. That clearly didn't happen. Biden spent a year and a half, two years pursuing a deal that Iran clearly wasn't interested in. They were just buying time and doing the rope-a-dope. There are reports in the last few days that the International Atomic Energy Agency believes that there are further milestones that Iran's uranium enrichment program has hit. A lot of people feel like we're on the cusp of having a nuclear-armed Iran. What's your latest on this? Well, it's exactly correct. So uh, the last public number that we had, the public uh, had had heard, was that the Iranians were at around 60 or 65 percent of uh, uranium enrichment levels. And that was about I think 16 months ago that we, we heard that number. Uh, and now we're, you know, up into the 85, 90 percent. 
Um, and, and listen, we, I don't think any of us should be surprised. And, and I don't know if this is a popular thing to say, but I'm going to say it. Uh, I, I think the Iranians already have nuclear bombs. They maybe don't have the type of nuclear bombs that can make you know, such a, a massive impact. But I, I think they certainly have some type of nuclear capability or else why would not just America, but our European allies and so many people, so many other countries around the world, why would we continue to, to coddle and appease this, this regime in Tehran? I mean, obviously they have something that really scares the world. And I, and I think it probably is nuclear bombs. I mean, if they're at 90%, um, you know, uh, of uranium enrichment, clearly they already have X amount of uranium. Uh, so, and, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's certainly something that's, it's just so alarming, you know, and, and this is all happening, as you mentioned, John, as President Biden has for the last you know, two plus years now really tried to do everything possible to do a deal with Tehran. And Tehran never wanted to do a deal. They just wanted to they wanted to keep pushing us and see how much we would give. Um, and we have given a lot and, and some breaking news to share that Adam Credo at the Free Beacon, Washington Free Beacon reported yesterday is that the State Department has lifted sanctions on the Islamic Republic of Iran's broadcasting channel. That's their, that's, that's their, that's their state-owned propaganda channel, and, and now we're lifting sanctions there. So, I mean, th- this administration has shown no bounds whatsoever as to what they are willing to do to really directly or indirectly prop up this, this regime in Tehran. Adam's story was a real eye-opener and another reason that we're all so concerned. There are reports out of Israel that Prime Minister Netanyahu met with his military brass to talk about a preemptive attack to really back up the long-promised West that there'd be a consequence if Iran got near nuclear weapons. Israel, what are the chances that they would do something unilaterally to thwart the Iranian nuclear program? Well, Israel has already been taking, in my opinion, unilateral actions to 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 try and set back the Iranian nuclear program and also uh, Iran's network of uh, terrorist proxies uh, around the world. Uh, and I, I think when it comes to the new leadership uh, now in Israel under Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, I, I think. I think Netanyahu is looking at at this term in office as his chance to really kind of cement his legacy to be the guy that took out the regime in Tehran. Um, and you saw that in his last term with some of the, the things that they did and the unilateral actions that they took. Uh, and I think now more than ever, uh, Israel and Prime Minister Netanyahu they know that they are at this alone, and that that brings me so much pain to, to actually utter those words that I don't think that they can, can I don't think that that Israel can depend on the Biden administration to, to do what's needed to make sure that Iran um, doesn't doesn't go nuclear. Um, so uh, I, I think uh, and, and, and also I think it's well within Israel's right as a sovereign nation uh, to do whatever they have to do to protect themselves and to ensure the, the future of the world's only Jewish state. So um, I, I think Bibi Netanyahu is going to ramp his efforts up uh, significantly. Uh, for sure, I see that happening. 
Yeah, pretty remarkable moment in history. A lot of big decisions on the horizon that will, I think, change the course of world history. There is a little bit of Pepsit in Germany these days. This morning, two Iranian diplomats were expelled because a German citizen has been sentenced to death in Iran. How big a moment is this? Germany and Iran battling over human rights and the life of a German citizen. Well, I I think it's a great step by the German government, and it's similar to to a step that the uh, Albania governor, Albanians, took uh, last year when they expelled the entire diplomatic mission uh, of Iran uh, within 24 hours after the country of Albania was hit with a cyber attack for the second time. Um, You know, and that really, I think, showed the world how you, it showed our country, it showed American leadership how we should be standing up to the thugs in Tehran. Um, so I think it's, it's good that the Germany is taking, taking this step. And honestly, I think, um, I think everyone should be taking this step. I mean, really, you know, what is there for, for, for the world to gain, you know, through diplomacy with the world's leading state sponsor of terrorism, with a country that has the blood of thousands, hundreds of thousands of their own innocent men, women, and children on their hands. I mean, this is just, this is not a country, I should, let me back up, this is not a government um, that really any, any, anyone um, should, be, should be cozying up to. Now, with that said, there is a clear line in the sand that should be drawn, right, between this government in Tehran and the freedom and liberty-seeking Iranian people. Um, and, and over the years, I mean, I've received so many warm messages from actually people inside of Iran and also the Iranian diaspora all throughout the world uh, that, that they stand uh, and, and they stand, you know, with with their their Arab, their Gulf allies. They, they stand with Israel. They stand with America and that they can't wait for the day when they are free from this suppressive regime uh, that really, in addition to being that world's leading state sponsor of terrorism, I, I would also argue they're also the world's leading human rights abuser uh, as, as well. You know, so so I, I listen. I think what Germany's doing is great, and I think every other country that has any kind of diplomatic ties with the Islamic Rep- Republic of Iran should do the same thing. Sever all diplomatic ties with this country, and, and maybe that might be a step in the right direction for a lot of these world world powers. A huge isolation moment that maybe would wake up all the Iranians that they're living in isolation is not going to be pleasant. There's a remarkable story in the Telegraph. I've been able to confirm it myself, the Telegraph of London, of course, that the Biden administration has been trying to block or dissuade the United Kingdom from placing Iran's Revolutionary Guard as an outlawed terrorist group. Obviously, the Trump administration took that action. Uh, Joe Biden reversed it. But the idea that Joe Biden would try to stop another foreign power from making a decision on terrorism, pretty surprising. Last gas efforts at trying to resurrect a nuclear deal. Do you think United Kingdom pays attention? I'm shaking my head right now. You can't see me shaking my head. <laughs> you and a lot of our listeners, too. <laughs> John, what is, what is, what is happening? What, what, what is going on with the leadership in this country right now? Where, you know, let alone you have the leadership in America uh, that, that wants to push for this normalization of, of ties with, with Tehran. Um, you have Senator Chris Murphy, who took to MSNBC on multiple occasions to lobby on behalf of the IRGC to say, no, 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 they should not be listed as a foreign terrorist organization. This is a U.S. senator on U.S. 
television lobbying in support of the IRGC. And now we, the American government, have the gall to try and tell another foreign government what they should or should not be doing. I, I mean, it, you know, it, it, it just... It, it, it's a head scratching moment. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, you know, is it, is it, is it just everything that we can do to be America last and terrorists first? I mean, well, like what, what, what is the end goal here? The IRGC is a foreign terrorist organization. They're the ones that fund Hamas, uh, Hezbollah, the Houthis, and hundreds of other small terrorist groups that you and I have never even heard of, or maybe even know about. And, and we want to, do, do we want to lift any kind of pressure, any kind of leverage that we have on this group? I mean, it's just, it's shocking to say the least. Shocking. It is amazing. I mean, all of these elements together are pretty extraordinary. Brian, it's always an honor to have you on the show. You always give us some clarity that may be hard to get when you read the traditional news media in America. What's the best way for people to follow all the great work that you're doing these days? Well, John, the honor is all mine, and, 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 and keep up all the great work that you and your team are doing. You guys are doing amazing things. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm on all, all the social media platforms, and uh, actually just got verified on, on True Social yesterday, so I'm now verified on all the platforms. Wow, and it's at, at Brian Live. Thank you, thank you. So, you know, there's a lot of good stuff happening out there in social media. There's also a lot of not-so-great things happening, but I do think that – um, that all of us can use use our voices either individually or collectively uh, to speak out in, 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 in support of American values. And uh, that's what I hope I, I can continue doing. But, but, John, it's an honor to be back on the show. Thank you for everything. Back at you, my friend. Great conversation. We're going to get you on real soon because this issue is only going to escalate and become more and more important in the next few weeks. So great to have you on, my friend. Thank you, John. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, folks, we're back from the commercial break. Thanks for listening today. That wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. So grateful you can join really important conversations we had with Congressman Troy Nell's eyewitness at the Yuma border in Arizona and from Brian Live, one of the premier experts on Iran and the threat that Iran poses, particularly now as it works more closely with China and Russia, two American adversaries. Great show. When you want to check out for breaking news headlines or more of our investigative and accountability reporting, just go to justthenews.com. All right, folks, that wraps it up. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. We're going to spend the whole day with the noted historian, Craig Shirley. He's got some thoughts about the Biden presidency, how it ranks 
what its parallels are to the Carter presidency of the 1970s, and so much more, including some really stunning thoughts about the idea that Marjorie Taylor Greene floated earlier this week about dividing America into two. You're going to be surprised with what Craig Shirley has to think about that idea. We'll cover all of that with the Saturday edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Justin News. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. We won't let you down. Until then, God bless you. God bless this extraordinary country of the United States. As he always has, you know what you've been doing. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Justin News. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events. And you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.